Hey, you're listening to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime. So glad that you're jumping on here with me. Today, I'll be talking about career transition, and mostly that's just because that's exactly where I'm at. Uh, I'm transitioning into a new career, but I think a lot of people uh, maybe are, are doing that as well, whether it's a college student about to step into uh, a career after they graduate, or people transitioning into a marriage, or transitioning from jobs, or moving, or whatever. I think it's something that all of us go through out different periods of our life, and so just want to talk about that, share a little bit of my story, and uh, kick off uh, kind of my reboot of the podcast here because I'm planning on sharing once a week. So hopefully you can plug in helpful content. You know, there's so much out there, so I, I get it. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts and stuff, but maybe I'll be able to share some things that are usually a little bit shorter. They might be a little longer just because I'm sharing my story. But uh, every week following, I'll try to put something out there that's encouraging, helpful, and can help you grow in the meantime in uh, multiple different areas of your life. So let's jump in today. Okay, so uh, I just want to share my story, Uh, my kind of transition. It's all good and all good things. And so I just figured maybe it'd be good to put it out there if anyone's kind of curious, wants to know a little bit more. So I'll talk a little bit about where I'm coming from, where I'm at, and where I hope to continue to grow. So uh, hopefully, again, along the way, there's a a few things, anecdotes or or just little uh, habits or decisions that maybe can help you too if you're in the middle of a transition as well. So uh, for me, I went to SNU. Um, I went to a college in Oklahoma City, and I I have talked a little bit before about how it took me five years to graduate. I switched my major five times. I wasn't a great student at first, got a little bit better at the end, but definitely came out, realized that my passion was speaking and preaching. I really love doing that and figuring out how to get better and how I can grow at it. And so I really started to pour myself into that. And uh, after that, we moved to Arizona for a year. I was an associate youth pastor, associate college pastor. We were there for one year and one week, one year and one week. So not uh, definitely not what um, most jobs want you to be there. They want you to be there longer, right? And so I was there pretty quick and we moved back to Oklahoma City and uh, got a job at Bethany First Church as the college pastor and was there was there for four years, four wonderful uh, life-growing years. And um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But so basically for the last five years, I've been a full-time pastor. When we moved back to Oklahoma City, we were in a, uh, I was actually just part-time at Bethany First Church making very, very little money, and that was okay because I was passionate about what I was getting to do. But also, uh, during that move, during that transition, I started to realize I really love real estate, and I love the idea of getting rentals and started learning how people transform their lives financially through rental investments and how they also can help their renters. Um Yes, there's definitely slumlords, but there's also really good landlords as well. And so I obviously wanted to fall into that category, wanted to learn more about it. Also love the idea of taking something that, that was kind of old and run down and making it a little bit better. And so while we were living in an apartment and then eventually I went full time in my job, um, we got to this place where we were like, well, let's do it. Let's make a jump. And I met a real estate investor. I said, if you're me, what do you do? And he said, you're you're your uh, rent at your apartment is so cheap, 
I would encourage you to buy a rental property, keep living in your apartment, and uh, begin to rent out that space. So I started to listen to different other real estate investors, and a lot of them were saying, hey, try to find a duplex, try to find a duplex. And this is before prices really shot up. And so that's exactly what we did. We bought a duplex, even flirted with the idea of do we live on one side and house hack, right? That's where one side pays the mortgage and you get to essentially live for free. And then we decided, well, let's just rent out both sides. And so we bought a duplex, fixed it up, put a lot of sweat equity in, put a, basically every dime that we had into it, uh, which was a little nerve wracking those first couple of months because we had no money. And uh, I did some painting and floors and luckily had someone who helped me with the floors big time um, and just did some other cosmetic work there. But started renting it out and I began to cash flow um, from the property. And so that was really helpful because that allowed us to then begin to put a lot of money towards my student debt. I graduated with $75,000 of student debt. And so I wanted it to be my mission to get that paid off as soon as possible. Basically a five-year plan, which is you know crazy to think about because if you're like, well, you have a job where you don't get paid a lot, so how can you make that happen? So we started using the properties, cash flow to pay that off as much as possible. And uh, then when the market started to skyrocket, I was like, well... What if we sold it? And so we did sell it and we were able to pay off all of my student debt and uh, then even were able to buy another rental property. And so that's what we did. So we stayed in the rental property game. And at this time, I am pastoring. And so loving being a college pastor and uh, just connecting with college students and walking with them through their faith, through their relationships, even teaching them a little bit about finances and, and how to prepare for when they come out of school. Many of them, like me, will have large student debts. So wanted to help in that way, uh, very passionate about helping people in that way, and so loved it, and then uh, also was just trying to figure out another little way, hey, and this was before we sold the rental, to uh, kind of begin to bring in a little bit more cash throughout the month to pay down on the student debt, right? And so uh, started Streaker's Window Cleaning with Brighton Schmidt and... Um, we kind of started as a side hustle, but always had this little bit in our mind of, well, sh let's prepare it as if it's going to be a big business. And so that's helped a lot because we put a lot of systems and things in place that allowed us to um, basically allow me to do what I'm doing right now. And uh, so we ran that. So for basically the last three years, had a rental property, had the biz streakers window cleaning business, also does Christmas lights and was a full-time pastor. And so probably about the time that uh, that COVID hit, uh, I began to think through, and a little bit before COVID, began to think through, hey, what's next for me? One of the things that I loved about being a BFC was that I truly grew, right? I grew as a leader, I grew as a person, and I definitely grew as a speaker. I'm so, so thankful for my pastor who, who believed in me and gave me the opportunities to preach uh, about four or five times a year at our church on Sunday mornings and um, a, a decent sized church, a great healthy church. And so um, that was really big and really encouraging. And every time I had to preach, I poured my entire being into it and truly was something that as I did it, I was just like, I, I love this. I feel like God has called me to do this, to help open up scripture, to, to paint a picture of a story of an interaction that maybe someone had with Jesus and, and to show a side of Jesus that often sometimes maybe we don't get to see. And so, so passionate about that, which really grew my uh, love for speaking in general. 
And so with that, in the church world, uh, a lot of times it might just be seen, hey, you have this gift. This is 100% your calling, which I don't doubt. Um, but the expected route would have then been, okay, from here, I eventually go on and I become a senior pastor. I take a church and, and I just, I pass that church and I preach and I lead it. And, um, you know, I'm going to be honest for basically most of my, uh, pastoral career, I never saw that being me. I definitely tried to fit myself into that, but I just realized, man, that's just not it. Uh, there's a lot that I was good at as a pastor and there's a lot that I wasn't. Um, a lot of things that maybe just felt like, uh, in a traditional sense, I maybe don't fit the box. Right. And that's okay. Like I, I'm not like, Oh yeah, the church. No, no, no. I think there's room for so many different kinds of people. I just knew for me personally, uh, that probably wasn't going to be the next step. So for about a year and a half wrestled a little bit with kind of like, okay, what's the next step? Do I jump? And I'm probably, I love my church. So I knew that I wasn't going to go work at another church as an associate and, um, still was kind of like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be a senior pastor. And, uh, so basically kind of got to this place where I think the next step for me, and I just knew how I operate is to just be full-time entrepreneur, do multiple different things, uh, along the way. And, uh, I think that as I, talked to a lot of different mentors and kind of shared that, hey, for the last year, I think the biggest struggle uh, about making this decision was I didn't want to let anybody down. I, I, I do agree like, hey, I think God has given me a, a specific gift in speaking and preaching, uh, but also think he's given me some gifts in other areas as well. But I just didn't want to let anybody down. And so, so many uh, great mentors in my life, uh, which I would say, hands down, if you're going through making a decision like this, you got to have the right people in your corner. You got to have people that you can look up to and say, here's where I'm at. And they're going to be really honest with you and help navigate you through it. I believe that's how God intended it for, for us to be right. And that's how he speaks to us is through other people and, and many other outlets as well. But, um, so basically the question came down to what's expected versus what do you want? Because a lot of times too, uh, it's hard to admit like, well, well, what do I want that? Maybe this thing's not what I want or this thing is or whatever. Right. And so if it falls in line with scripture and the divine charge of helping, you know, bring God's kingdom to the earth, then, then, and then that's what you want. And it maybe doesn't look like a traditional path. Like that's probably okay. Right. And it might be even something that God puts in you. And, and uh, I think even speaking with that, I, I want to really share that this was a long process. Uh, I didn't just think one day, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to jump and be full-time entrepreneur. Like, and then I did it. No, no, it was, it was a long prayerful talked through process. And so, you know, no matter what you're doing, I mean, now if you've been, uh, thinking about doing something or changing something or whatever it might be, your major, or, or maybe even in a relationship or your business or career, um, take a certain amount of time, but also don't overcook it, right? Eventually there comes a time where you do just have to make a decision. And that's kind of where I got, I'm either going to buckle down, uh, and continue in full-time ministry. Or I'm going to do this. Right. And so, uh, don't overcook it, but, but don't undercook it. Right. If you, uh, don't cook chicken long enough, you're going to be sick, but you also don't want it to be tough. So, uh, find that sweet spot. And I'd say from my experience so far, that year and a half was really good because, it really allowed me to kind of see how much that thought stayed in my head and stuck around, right? 
And obviously I have such an encouraging wife that was so helpful throughout it as well. Um, and so I began to ask myself, okay, what's next? What do I want? And um, in, in May, I got to preach and uh, truly loved it. Walked off the stage and just felt like, man, God, uh, I'm so thankful that, that you've given me this opportunity and that I get to speak life into people. Um, but I will say it was one of the first times I walked away thinking, and I can still do that in other ways. Um, and I'm thankful, you know, I live in 2021. There's so many ways. This right here, this podcast I get to do, right? Uh, so many ways to continue to, to live out that, that gifting. And so that happened. And then our child was due in June, right? June 16th was her due date. She was born on June 20th. And I'm not going to go really deep into this conversation uh, or this topic, but basically two weeks before she was born, I got the first ever call uh, to see what it might look like to step into being a full-time senior pastor and um, got the phone call. And let me preface this. My whole family lives in Florida. Emma's family lives here. My whole family lives in Florida, kind of scattered throughout Florida. I grew up in Florida. I love Florida. I would say probably one day I hope to either have a condo or live there or whatever, right? And so my joke all year has been, well, the only way when people ask, are you going to be a senior pastor? I'm like, the only way I'm going to be a senior pastor is if I uh, go to a church in Florida by family close to the beach, right? And uh, that's probably my first lesson and hey, don't don't fool around with saying things like that because it might just happen, right? So two weeks before uh, Teddy was born, I got that call. And let me give you some advice about opportunity. So hands down, this was an opportunity. Open door. And I believe from God. Uh, and my mother-in-law, um, for I think she told me this five years ago. Basically, when you have an opportunity, because in your life, you're going to have a lot of opportunities. Opportunities don't just stop when you turn a certain age or you do something. You're always going to have an opportunity. Basically, every day you have opportunities, right? And so she always said, when you have a big opportunity like this, maybe it's a job offer or something, don't make a decision right away. Give yourself 24 to maybe even 48 hours to just enjoy it. To just feel flattered, to feel honored, and um, let that sink in, and, and just enjoy the fact that you have worked hard, and that it has maybe been noticed, and that people are maybe giving you an opportunity. So just enjoy it. You don't have to say yes or no right away if it's that kind of an opportunity. And so um, that's what we did, and definitely felt this like overwhelming, like, wow, this is this is really meaningful. It was, it was the first one, only one that I got uh, as far as uh, entertaining the idea of being the senior pastor at a church. And uh, it was great. And so I even talked to my pastor, talked to my parents, and they were like, hey, either way, this is a good process for you to go down. Uh, go through the interview, uh, answer any questions, ask questions, kind of see, right? And mind you, we're two weeks out from our, our baby being born, right? And Emma's parents being grandparents for the first time. My parents, this is their eighth grandbaby, so we were like, they're used to it. They know the drill. Um, not any less special, but, you know, they already have them. And so I'm just thinking about all of that. And we go through the process, and I do the interview, and it's great, and I love the people. And basically my prayer throughout the week was, God, I have to have it just a peace that goes beyond understanding for either decision, whether we say yes or whether we say no, right? And uh, one of the great uh, pieces of advice I got from a mentor 
was every yes is many no's and every no is many yeses, right? And um, I, that just means if I would have said yes to this, that would have been no to basically everything here and what we were doing and working on, and it would be a new opportunity, and there'd be a lot of new yeses, uh, but there would be a lot of no's to that, right? And it goes the same way. Um, and so we start thinking about it and praying through the decision, and um, basically because of what I've been thinking about the last year and a half and trying to envision kind of what the future would look like as much as we love the people that we connected with through the interview process and could see it, I got this piece that goes beyond all understanding that truly led me feel like no that's not that's not the right move and uh, my wife just said so many encouraging empowering things to me throughout the process and uh, stuff that just I'll, I'll probably never forget that you love to hear from your spouse right and and just how much she believed in me and kind of said hey I think you can go I think God is in this and, and I'm gonna be with you um, it's gonna be really hard um, but, and it's a big jump all the way across the country, or, uh, you could jump here where you've already, we have a network of friends and community and opportunities. And, um, so I'm with you either way. And it basically came to, and I know this is hard for a lot of people to understand, but when I made the decision of not taking that church, it also was a decision of, it, there's really not any other church we would go to. Right. And, and that just is because we love being by family and this would have been a family swap and it would have been in Florida and kind of been my joke. Right. But we're not going to move to Indiana or anywhere else. Like we were going to either stay here or go there. And that was it for the future. And also just got me really thinking, I think it's time for the next jump. I really want to try it. And, and, and I don't want to like oversimplify this, but there is definitely this part of me that's like, I'm 28 years old. Making a decision and a move like this is going to be a lot easier at 28 than at 38. I'm not saying it can't be done at 38. It just might be a little bit harder, right? And so uh, I, we just through praying and really thinking about it, um, kind of just came to this place where we think this is, this is the time. And, um, I know it was maybe a shock to a lot of people and that's okay. Um, that's kind of how it's going to be in your life, right? Not everyone knows what you're thinking and doing all the time. And so you just had to be okay with that. And, uh, one of the things that I wanted to set in the very beginning was basically set the tone, right? Um, a lot of times things like this can happen and it can be like, you know, obviously you're nervous and, and there's there's unknowns ahead of you. But if, if you're the one who's kind of saying, hey, I'm excited. I'm so thankful for all the opportunities I've had that have led to this moment that actually allow me to do what I'm about to do. And uh, I'm just excited. So so you can uh, pray for me and, and encourage us and just know that we're going to be right here with you. So whatever you're going through, maybe that is helpful. You get to set the tone about what transition you're stepping into. And so made the decision and I'll add this. Uh, there was no neon sign. I didn't read a scripture that said something so clearly like it's the day is today that you make the biggest decision of your life, or whatever. There was nothing like that. Um, but it was just a overtime kind of consistent little river that helped guide me through, hey, what do I think God has gifted me with that I can use both in business, as speaker, as a, a pastor, as a mentor, uh, as a friend? And uh, what are the, how does that line up with, with what I want and what I'm hoping for in life? And so um, 
it, it was more of a foggy walk along a winding path than a straight kind of treadmill type walk, right? Uh, and so I think any time in your life, like you're never going to know exactly the answer. And so I say all that to even say this is my first week being just a full-time entrepreneur, full-time just getting after it, waking up with a fire in my belly and saying, hey, I, I got to make it happen, right? And so, um, yeah, I think risk and faith are always connected. I don't think there's a time where you step out in faith and there's not some kind of risk. I mean, that's the whole point of faith, right? So whatever it is that you're looking towards or having to step into and it seems risky, well, that's a great time uh, for you to lean on your faith because I believe risk and faith are married basically all the time. And so that's basically it about the journey, about the transition, and just wanted to share a little bit about that, um, and I'm about to share about the future, right? Um, but we love our church. We're going to continue being at BSC. That's our home church, and um, I'll actually still have my pastoral license, and so um, keeping that to be able to continue to speak and preach um, for different things like camps and retreats and uh, events across the board, um, but also I'm just going to have kind of a handful of other things going on as well. So let me share a little bit about the future and what I'm stepping into, right? Because I'm really excited about it and um, it's it's wild and I just operate in that sense. And also I want to share a tension that I've already been learning to manage this week, okay? So uh, first of all, number one, continuing to build and work on Streaker's Window Cleaning. So that's uh, mine and Brighton's business. So that'll be the majority of what I do throughout my week, uh, marketing for that, um, and then doing the work, right? Cleaning windows, and then at Christmas time, putting up Christmas lights. We do custom Christmas light installation, and uh, that's just a, a great job, and it's a, it helps a lot of people because, hey, they don't have to get on the roof. They don't have to do it. And so that's going to be the main focus there. Excited about 2022 when it comes to this business, um, no matter what you know, kind of growing pains we might have to go through. Really excited about working full-time on growing this business. Second, um, I want to build and systematize my podcast in the meantime. I have a lot of kind of vision for what my in the meantime uh, thing is going to look like, um, whether you can call it a ministry or just my you know, business organization, whatever. Um, but I think so much of what's needed in our culture today is helping people understand that going from A to B, um, those are just kind of outcomes, right? But everything is lived in the meantime. And uh, I think I'm even seeing that even with our daughter, how she's growing and every day getting to enjoy her and what she's learning and what she's seeing. And so um, life happens in the meantime. And so I'll be doing podcasts every week is the goal. Maybe I'll take a, a month or two off sometime throughout the year. But I want to push really positive, really encouraging podcast out every week. Eventually, we'll be interviewing some people along the way. Uh, going to kind of focus on five or six main topics. So spiritual life, you know, that's always going to be something that I talk about because uh, that's where I live, right? Making sure I, I'm closer to Jesus, becoming more like him, helping others come to know him. Uh, talk about your your uh, mental life, like where, where you're at up here. How, how are you uh, 
tapping in and being intentional about your thoughts and, and the way that you think and the way that you look at others and the way that you look at the world. And then your physical life. So talking about health, uh, it's always something I dabble in, right? Exercise, trying to eat healthy. Definitely a lot of times uh, I'm on the side where I'm not eating healthy or not exercising as much, but going to be talking about that, which also is connected to my day of pain events, which Brighton and I also put on twice a year. So in the spring, if you're interested in that, would love for you to jump in, be a part of the day of pain, which is exactly what it is. Uh, the last one wore me out, but uh, we'll be talking about that. Fourthly, be talking about finances. Uh, it's something I'm really passionate about. I'm definitely not a financial advisor. Uh, I could see myself maybe trying to get uh, some certificates and license in that because I'm really passionate about helping people get out of debt and then also how to invest, uh, but also making sure that they see money as a tool, not as something that is uh, something to be like uh, a trophy, but rather a tool and uh, that it's used to build and to be generous and to uh, to help those around you and your life. Um, and so don't let money have you, you have money, that type of thing. So really care about that. Uh, and then just your environment, kind of like, hey, what, what do you have going on around you, your house even, like just spaces and places that you spend a lot of time in. And then sixthly, uh, just career, occupation. Um, so those are kind of the main six topics about that. I won't go anymore, but that's how I'm going to kind of uh, format my podcast. I'm going to continue to preach and speak any chance I get. So if you have some event, you want me to come, you want me to share something encouraging, talk about Jesus, talk about any of those six topics that I just mentioned, I'll do that. So I'll be out there uh, basically just kind of trying to get on a, a speaking circuit type of deal. And um, then I'll be working on my other company, which I started, which is the Riggs Group. And that is a real estate investing company, still have uh, wanting to grow the rental properties, but also doing some house flips. So if you see a rundown house, send it my way. Uh, I want to get it and make it better. And uh, so that's my other company uh, that I'll be working on building. And along the way, working really hard to continue mentoring and uh, helping, you know, kind of college age students, but really anyone and uh, whether they call to grab coffee or they want a quick FaceTime or whatever. Uh, that is a big way of how I want to uh, continue to help people. So uh, that's that. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to in the future. And, and literally in the meantime, just being a great husband, great dad and uh, enjoying each day because that's, that's where the opportunity is in each day. And so, uh, so excited about this uh, phase and season of my life um, and how hopefully it can be encouraging and helpful to others. And uh, here's how we can help each other, right? Uh, as you listen to my podcast, I'd love for you to share it if you enjoy it, if it's helpful, um, because that's just one way that it's going to be able to, to get out there. And like I said, the ultimate point is to help other people, um, but it'll help me as well if you're sharing that and liking it and doing all the classic stuff, you know. Um, and then let me know how I can help you. Uh, maybe we can grab coffee or it's a FaceTime or whatever. Um, but many, any, if you want to talk about those topic areas uh, that I mentioned that I'll be talking about on the podcast, or you're thinking about starting a business or whatever, right? Like I, I'm not way down the road. I'm in the very beginning stages of it too. I know just a little bit. So maybe I can share what I know with you, uh, whatever it is that you 
kind of want some help with and uh, what you're going through. And so those are the ways we can help each other. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast because it'll let you know each week as I put them out. I'm trying to decide whether Thursday or Friday is the best day. Um, So that's that. And uh, that's my transition. That's where I'm at. And um, it's good stuff. And I'm excited. And I'm so thankful for the good old days that I lived in the last five years. And I keep saying that, you know, in the office, there's a part where Andy, towards the end of the show, says, I wish you knew you were in the good old days when you were in the good old days. And I think uh, I'm so thankful that maybe God gave me the grace to recognize that while I was in it, that I was, in fact, in the good old days. So many great memories, whether with fellow pastors or congregants or college students or whatever. And so thankful for that. And all of my past has led me to be able to do this, take the next step. And I think that's so crucial, right? In life, uh, it usually just calls for us to take the next step. And it's not always a sexy next step. It might just be something small, a phone call, an email, uh, a moment of forgiveness, whatever, right? Uh, Making a job change and uh, just taking one step at a time. Uh, That's ultimately how God operates, right? He says, hey, man plans their ways. That's fine. Uh, But God directs their steps. So God's not against you planning, um, but he's just going to come in and guide you step by step. And so that's where I'm at. So thanks for listening to the Timmy Riggs podcast, Life in the Meantime. That's my story. That's where I'm at. And uh, hopefully it's encouraging. And now you know a little bit more about where I'm at and what I'm doing. And uh, I hope that you're going to stay tuned and listen in the weeks to come for all the different things that I'll talk about. Thank you. And I hope you have a great rest of your week.